0: hey alicia and hey listeners welcome to middle finger situations happy hour edition and this happy hours is a follow-up to our conversation we had with ben levenbaum from acceleration who inspired us on his uh history and expertise around reward and recognition programs not only that work but that are really creative and adaptable and flexible in today's kind of covid world remote world hybrid world because as we all know, and what this whole season is about is leadership's just getting more complex. So with that, Alicia and I are going to banter for a little while about um, either our experience or some ideas and some applications, what Ben talked about. So with that, Alicia, do you want to kick off? Um, what, are you, what are you thinking about what he said or what do you want to expand upon or what do we want to make, uh, have a story that's maybe a compliment to what he talked about?
1: Um, so... There's so much to say. First of all, both of us, I think, really love Ben. And that was a really fun conversation. And it's really nice to see a leader that's so passionate about the things that we are also passionate about, which is just about getting the best out of people and giving them stuff that makes them happy and feel good and valued. So that's really great. And it's so true.
0: I mean, I'm glad you called it out. I've, I've worked with them for five years. And you can tell the difference between someone doing a job, even a founder, or in it for the money or in it for an exit strategy, I always ask him, you know, what's your exit strategy? He's like, I just love what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's become so clear. And like I said, I mentioned it really quickly in the in the podcast, but when I was at one login in in the middle of COVID and the CRO, uh, Matt had said, I can't do cash another year. Like we had to last year to help me. And, you know, Ben was the first person I thought about. And like I said, it does take a good sales team too, because it's a little risky to try something new. But we were super happy to be part of that sort of, for lack of a better word, experiment of them saying it was kind of time to reinvent President's Club anyway. And we're going to go on like personalized touch and luxury or, you know, creative ways to spend time with who you want. But really that personalized and white glove concierge service was so interesting. And he sort of saved us because we really didn't know what we were going to do. It was going to be felt like either or like we all go on a trip together and see our boss in our bathing suit. And or we give them cash and talk about adaptability. I mean, they were doing that on the fly and it was just so fun when people came back from their trips, which, by the way, instead of being it's on this date and you must go, it was spread over like 18 months if, for your convenience or if you're not vaccinated or if you're afraid of COVID. Or So, I mean, I did have to hear it over a year, but when people came back and said, please, can we never go back to the old way? And I think that's what comes with working with a company and some leaders that are just really passionate about making work life a better place and doing what's right and having fun doing it. It's just such a fun space.
1: I think one of the things that Ben and Acceleration have done right, though, is by examining the old way and recognizing what not to throw away, right? Not Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So no, I don't really feel like going on vacation and seeing my boss in a bathing suit or have my boss see me in a bathing suit, honestly. But the fact is you and I were, t- were talking about this um, earlier today, both of us remembering early on in our careers when we won a big president's club award and the feeling that we both had. And um, the, the trophy value is what Ben called it. And it, for me, you know, just getting in preparation for the, for the podcast with him, looking at my award that I could still see from where I'm standing right now in my office at my desk, I can look up and see an award on the top shelf that was given to me in 1995. So moving houses five times since then. Um, and that award has come with me and many, many of the others have gotten thrown away or pushed to the side or whatever. That one is still sitting, you know, it's yes, it's on the top shelf. And yes, I had to climb up on a chair to look at what year it was. <laughs> But I will never forget the feeling that I had when my name was called um, at the at the it was like the it was like an Oscars awards ceremony. I mean, people spent a lot of money back in the day. It was at American Express um, and there was this element of surprise and they basically read all your accomplishments and then lastly was your name and sort of in the middle of it, you're like, wait a minute, is that me? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think they're talking about me and legitimately had no idea. So when I think back and you've, we've said this on this podcast, both of us, we met at American Express so we have fond memories together there. But when we, when we look back at our career, I think we always, both of us give American Express huge credit and kudos for teaching us so much. But in the context of listening to Ben and talking with Ben, recognizing the trophy value of that award in 1995 and how, how it has followed me and come with me. And, uh, you know, all these years later really says a lot for it. And, the, and, the, and so back to my point, sorry, the, um, that's what you get when you're having a glass of When you're of drinking at Happy Um, The point is you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So the value of the trip, the concierge perspective, the opportunity for you to, Select one or two or three or four things. I mean, now it's gotten so much, you know, higher touch and more personalized and better curated. But even then, it was a, you know, really special. It was a special trip in 1995, um, and so now it's even more special. But it's just continued to grow and and get better.
0: Yeah, and I'll build off of that one because it started in Amex, but it, it happened again in a couple jobs later is the cross-functional recognition value
1: yep.
0: is in many cases when we won something the pride was in such the side that hr has never won this before or been included because i mean i'm paraphrasing but it was because they haven't added value to the sales force or so they haven't added value to whatever the reward was for it's more like they're there saying you didn't fill this out and you need this template not say they don't add value somewhere but it wasn't seen as driving the business And to be the first one or every time it did happen, to know that they took a spot, in many cases it was, we were in and around sales most of our life, where they didn't have a salesperson go because they acknowledged that that collaboration, helping sales be successful, whether it was finance, marketing, HR, the typical people who help sales, how important it was to represent the collaborative value And still to this day, I hear companies say, well, it's only for sales and you've got to get a salesperson. But most salespeople, if you ask them, especially their best ones, would say, I wouldn't be anywhere I was without, again, Joe from procurement and, you know, that person in finance. And so those are the ones that really, really stand out to me, too. Because like you, I moved a bunch of times and it makes me think every time I move, there's some I throw away, some awards. There's some I keep because there's some meaning, but they're somewhere. I can't even tell you where they are because I live in a loft and I don't have a lot of space. And then there's the ones that sit right in front of me. And it, as Ben was talking, I was like, why is that? And some of it's also, again, one of my old bosses at Amex gave me a watch and that was in 1998. And I still wear it. I get it fixed every time the battery goes out. And every time I put it on, I smile. And that's that Ben was talking about when it came to trophy value. So I think those would be my two big takeaways is, if it's personalized, if it's meaningful. I think both of you and I have shared experiences that when we won, we were so shocked that once we realized they were talking about us, we never heard the rest of the speech. (laughs) We don't know exactly why we won it, but we know in general why. And I think that that's kind of the learning there that I know when I went into leadership or even into executive roles is how important it is for cross-functional recognition. And also to surprise people that um, contribute, that you just think you're doing your job, but they recognize your passion or your commitment to whatever that team is doing. is pretty cool. And I hope that never changes for others.
1: Yeah, I hope more people can get it. Um, I know. I think that, you know, we, we talked a little bit about peer-to-peer. Recognition and that I just want to make I just want to be clear if it wasn't on the podcast with Ben that that peer to peer is very different than Presidents Club right Presidents Club is a very expensive um it's also cross functional recognition it's
0: not really peer to peer it's still no it's not people nothing. at it's the top not, are making a decision
1: it's about perform it's really about yeah. high level performance yeah top yeah. one or five percent or whatever it is yeah. people that win it in, across the organization. Um, where peer to peer is much is different than that, in su- such that it doesn't really cost that much, um, but it's so important and feels so good. Also, still, even though it's not the gift of a, you know, a Prada bag, or a um, a trip to Belize, it's a it's some it's some recognition on a system on a social media kind of platform system that says, "Hey, Courtney, thanks so much for this." piece of work that you did or living our core values or uh, the core value of innovation and opening the door for me to share my best ideas or whatever it is that other people could see it, that it goes to your boss. You know, it's just a, um, a great opportunity that I don't think as many people take advantage of as they should.
0: I would agree. And I would add to it that um, a lot of it does. I've seen it more recently, which is great. It comes with uh, budgets too. So there's the thank you and the recognition and badges, which is great. But also, you know, recently in a place I was in was, you know, there was up to $100 for a peer to give to another peer. And of course, in not great cultures, someone would say, who could, you know, can, you can abuse that? And what if they just keep giving their best friend $100 every other month or whatever? And it's just ridiculous. Ben Ben mentioned it a bit. I think it was more in the prep of like, That's where HR comes in about abuse and this and that. And, you know, we always worry, especially in HR, is that we spend more time worrying about the less than 1% that will abuse anything, any policy, and worry about that than we worry about the 99% who won't. And I can tell you as someone where we allowed people to give $50 to $100 to peers on a regular basis, it was never misused. And it was really thoughtful and it was really amazing. And so I would say, again, kind of like the first conversation we had, As work has moved from the 90s to be 20% collaborative to now 90% collaborative, almost no one can get their job done or get a product out the door without a bunch of other peers, of course, reward and recognition should be following that pattern. The peers recognize peers. They don't need, You don't need hierarchy on above to prove it. You don't need hierarchy, hierarchy to even know, but through the dashboards, they'll know and they'll see it and they'll see who's really a connector. They'll see who's really a player who steps outside of their day job to go help another function. And I think in this world, that's as critical as it's ever been. So that cross-functional collaborative recognition in any way you do it, no money and just thank yous, pats on the back, the badges, or money. And trust me, your employees will not ab- abuse it. It's just not something you have to really worry about.
1: Yeah. Can we, jump
0: into, can we jump into like two ideas? I know we talked about and I can't even remember because we talked to so many amazing people in the first podcast about um, attract- attracting people or what made them go to a company. And I know we wanted to have these two conversations, so we figured we'd save it for here because it kind of fits too. So one is, I believe it was Dom who brought up um, the importance of gift baskets, which I don't think many people would think. Well, I'm stereotyping engineers, anyone maybe would be like, I got a gift basket from the people who hired me between the time they hired me and the time I started. And, you know, we dug in sort of deep with him on that. And that was so interesting in two ways. So, for those of you out there trying to think, how do I differentiate and attracting people? It was about one, was him saying, it was a long I put in a lot of notice and I had to take a little time off and it was long. And you always get paranoid that when you haven't heard from them in a while, are they gonna call me and tell me I don't have a job? And certainly on the other side, because we talked about this with Sarah kind of off and on in her podcast, she had what six offers or opportunities. They all sort of have a lot of and I think they could have had more honestly. I just think they all stopped at that point. It was like that's enough to choose from, but they could have kept going. Is these touch points on both sides. Where if I'm a hirer to be like, I haven't talked to them in a while, they're probably still getting other offers as we speak. Let me send this gift out. And it made us think when we were talking to Ben, you can do it easy if you have a pl- easily if you have a platform like that. Which is like, you know, hey Sarah, we're so glad you're coming. You haven't, you don't start for another couple of weeks, but you know, welcome and here's something else. And there's this cool gift basket. And then, you know, listening to Dom's story just to know that the offers still fill out. Um, it's just interesting on both sides of the equation that that touch points, thoughtfulness, connectivity can play a role in this closing the deal and somebody coming to you and coming to you with um, already more excited than they were when they took the job.
1: I mean, if you are a high performer, which you are right, we're both high performers whenever we work inside of companies and we're going to work really hard, no matter what, that's just who we are and what we do. And that's what high performers do. And, but you know that you're going to work for a company that has this that really values it to the point where there's recognition that comes with it a cool you know curated for you special recognition as i was listening to ben i was thinking i think i want to go find a job i think i even said it to him i want to find a job at one of his clients because i, I would, i'm i'm the kind of person which i've said to bosses before all you have to do is give me a few pats on the back and then I'll just do more. I, right. I feel like I just, I love the pats on the back and I'm not ashamed to admit it. It makes me inspired and motivated to do more. So if there's a system in place that I know that I'm gonna go work for a company that has a system in place that's gonna say, oh, by the way, we like to really thank our people and reward them for the great performance that they do. Uh, that's a, t- to me, that would go on like as, as Sarah described her matrix, That would go on a matrix to me. That's a culture thing that I would absolutely like, um, like a B to uh, B to pollen or whatever the (laughs) is white on rice. That's me. Yeah, I agree. And it's,
0: you know, it isn't about acceleration. You can pick anyone you want. We just happen to have great experiences with Ben and that team. And then they're passionate and live every day doing what they love. But I mean, in this day and age to not have some sort of a technological platform, to make this easy and simple because half of me would say, I think we'd both say, or any good leader would say, this isn't about lack of authenticity. Even if you have a platform to be like, yeah, they're going to be watching me and I haven't given them out. Am I only me give out like four? It's not bad. It's for the good leaders as always, or the leaders who are really good but bogged down that really want to be doing more of this. You've got to make it simple in today's day and age. And I think a lot of us intend to and think, I'll go buy that gift, gift card on my way home or I'll go get this thing or it's a pat on the back. But what's cool about a system like an acceleration is so much of it's about frequency of smaller things right? Whether it's badges or, well, or little things. And then there's the big ones that are in between. And then there's the ones where someone did something special. And we all know feedback on a timely basis is critically important to be able to sometimes say, Hey, Alicia, you did such an amazing job. Take your family. You're going on a $3,000 four day trip and you get to choose from these 10 locations is that I just can't imagine if you really are taking recognition and retention seriously in these days that there's people that still don't even have a platform and of course, we were saying there's better platforms than others that are that are white glove, that are that that can be customized, that are really cool. But even if you don't want to do that, is, I just don't know how you do it without a platform because that's when I think it gets spotty and I think you have the best of intent. And then a month goes by and you didn't get the gift card. And now it feels weird and it's too late, so you just don't buy it. That when there's this way to have all these ways to reward people through cash, through gifts, through thank yous, that there's so many ways to do that through somebody's platform today. And if you don't have the money to do that, and you think about all the money going out the door on the other side and rehiring and three months for high performers to rebuild three years for high performer to rebuild the network. How do you not have X amount of dollars to just have a platform that enables the good leaders to do it creatively easily all the time at all different levels?
1: Yeah, totally. When Ben when said um, doing this is less expensive than having to replace your best people. It was like, uh, yeah, that's true. Of course. Um, I was at a, another company where we were rolling out core values and we purchased a system similar to, um, acceleration. It was a different one, but it was, it was similar in that we said, all right, these are the behaviors we're looking for when we're rolling out these core values. And can we allow, can we, allow each people, peers, to thank each other or to recognize each other for when they're demonstrating those core values through the behaviors that we said, hey, these are the behaviors, that this is what innovation looks like and this is what integrity looks like. Um, and so it was pretty cool because we ha- we had the feed. So it was like a social media kind of platform thing. And we had the feed on a TV in front of each elevator in the building back in the day when you'd have to go to a building and <laughs> you would just be able to see it scrolling all the time. So you'd be able to see all the people that were being thanked by other people. And the best ones, of course, were the ones that were very specific, you know, the same way you would want to give regular feedback, very specific, tell me the impact that, that behavior had on you. And, um, but it was really, it's a cool, it's a cool thing and it doesn't cost that much. When I had to go sort of fight for the money to get it, we were fighting about, um, of course, I have to say fighting, right? Because everything's a fight, it seems. But when you're pushing for this to say, this is a great thing to do. And today we give awards for how long people have been at the company, which, you know, you get, we, we alluded to, you get a catalog. And you open it up and it's like, oh, you could have this, as Ben said, this fishing pole or in my a case, a suitcase, like binoculars, a suitcase or, or of binoculars. Suitcase, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, suitcases and are so always you in didn't there order anything because nobody needs another piece of crap sitting around their house. So you didn't order anything anyway. So just take all that money for those service awards, service awards. and then just repurpose it. And so it, in, in the company that I worked at, it didn't even cost any extra, maybe it cost a little bit, but not a lot of extra money. Um, cause you, re, you, re, I mean, although
0: service awards are nice, you repurpose the money to drive behavior,
1: right? Tenure so doesn't really drive behavior. We didn't behavior. take away all the service awards, right? We took yeah. away, um, years two, three, and four. Yeah. Years, so no Six, one gives seven, a crap eight, about nine. It. Like who needs to get an award for nine years? You, you get an award for 10 years or right. 15 years or 20 years. Right. So
0: no, I t- I completely agree. Because the other thing is too, I mean, for the companies out there that are listening that really believe in values and and build everything around them, some of them, they're, your, they're also your cultural attributes. Sometimes they're in addition to cultural attributes. But to be able to look at the dashboard and be like, let's just say one of the values is innovation. And no one's rewarded anyone in the whole company innovation all, all year. That's just such an interesting tidbit is like, is it because it's not happening and we have it on the wall is something we value, but we're not doing it. So it asks a question or we are and we're not recognizing it in others or what it looks like. And we're not really driving that value home by stopping to tell stories and recognize it's going to be one or the other. And so it's just such a good way to kind of look and be like, why is no words going out for these things that we say are the top whatever five to seven most important attributes of this company? So no one's being, no one's doing anything any good. So it leads to a really good conversation.
1: I think and so you, said, you just uh, said something, I have to just pick up on this because when you think about a thread that has gone through many of our podcasts, it's about storytelling um, and how connection and we need, you know, we're, we're all starved for connection as we move into this third year of post pandemic um, we're starving for the connection. And we understand that it's through storytelling that you build deep connections and, This reward and recognition, while we didn't talk about it with Ben, what really is, is when you do peer-to-peer recognition is you're just telling a story about what somebody did. Mm -hmm. Again, another opportunity to build a connection with with others. And so,
0: Absolutely. And the story is everything. I know in the roles I've been in, I have to sometimes say to people when they are giving out good awards, why did they win it? And it's so vague. It's sort of like the training we do in feedback is... You can't say alicia you were great you were, you're a wonderful presenter because that's nothing that anyone else can emulate especially from a role modeling perspective is oh alicia won that what did she do she was great well i don't know what that means so it's always was forcing them to tell this the behavioral story behind it like you would in feedback what did alicia do to be greater to be a great presenter she made eye contact she used humor she never looked at the clock And it's the same thing in reward and recognition, which is to tell the story. It might sound a little long, but I'll never let somebody in a company I work in get up and do recognition and then lose the point in not telling a paragraph of this person did that. This is the impact it had. These are the behaviors they did. So others can say, well, if I want to win that award, oh, that's what matters. And too many people just do the high level and throw the money out of their word out of the trip. And someone's like, I don't even know. And you run the risk of you just piss someone off that's like, I think I do that. Why didn't I win it? And it wasn't in a level of detail of differentiation. So it's just another, it's another great point that you brought up that the storytelling is everything, or at least as much as the award itself. So let's jump into the other one we wanted to talk about because it's been coming up, but in terms of people thinking in their own companies, how can I utilize this or maybe get more creative? And it was in alumni networks or, you know, people boomerang fairly regularly. And I'm pretty sure even after great resignation settles. I mean, they're obviously leaving because they didn't get what they wanted somewhere. And people will jump to new jobs and maybe the grass was greener or maybe they jumped. Literally, I know money is being thrown around everywhere. They jump and think it's great. And then they pay their bills and they forget they got more money. And then they're like, I just hate getting out of bed every day. So let's talk a little bit about the uses of reward and recognition when it comes to alumni networks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to that trophy value, right? I think that the, um, the recognition that you get in a company and the way that it makes you feel so like let's forget about let's take the actual um dollar value away for a minute and just talk really about the way it makes you feel because the way it makes you feel is what the trophy value is you don't walk around saying like oh my god they spent ten thousand dollars on my trip you just say oh my god it was amazing i i got to pick from this and i got to do this thing and it's all about the way you feel and so if you even on, the, even on the peer-to-peer recognition, you know, when, where you have just a, a platform where people are able to recognize you and tell a story about you and maybe give you some points towards something that you can save up for or a gift card or something, you, the culture that is required for something like that is worth potentially coming back to. You, I think it's one of those things where you leave and then you think that maybe like we did, we always talk about when we left Amex, we thought everybody did it this way. And then we found out that that's, by the way, not the way it is everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, if you were at a company that had all this, had this great process of reward and recognition, it's an indicator of your culture. And then would you go back there? If, if you, you know, you were hating getting up in the morning.
0: Well, and let's, so let's build on that thread and go to the other side. My experience over whatever, 25 ish years, I'm always just so interested. I, I can't say amazed. I think it was amazed in the first half, not amazed in the second half, which is somebody great would leave. And we all know they were great. They were loyal. They've been there. They were good. And, somebody starts making excuses for why they left or find the value in them leaving anyway, and it was good. And I always was like, wow, if you value talent, how did you get from here to there? It's usually ego and it's not uncommon. And I know younger leaders and earlier leaders take it very personally. Ben even mentioned it. I think it was more in the prep that like I used to take that very personally and I get it. But I mean, someone did work for you. They left and it could have been nothing that was going on where you are. It could have been just a different opportunity, a better thing. Boomerang employees are pretty common is you get there and you realize it's not you didn't think you had the greatest culture where you were and you realize how great it was when you're not there right. or you thought, oh, five or ten thousand dollars more will make my life great. And you realize it doesn't it makes me hate getting out of bed every day. So there's the leadership side that I am just going to summarize quickly because it's happy hours is ego based, which is and I've had a couple leaders where I've said, why don't you have an alumni network? And they're like, why would we do that? They left. And I'm like, well, because it's, in the, it's the network, stupid. <laughs> Whether it's not that network that you might want to have come back after they've learned on someone else's dime and learned perspective to come back and you love them when they, when they were with us. But you could hit up that network for job openings. You could say, I don't want it, but somebody else does. Like, seriously? Your ego is so high, you refuse to talk to someone who left you or a group of people who left you? So back to the reward and recognition, you know, we were bantering with Ben And it was just so interesting to say, imagine if something fairly simple, let's just pick 10 as an example, 10 people who left your company in the last two years, like right now you might be losing some people just because, you know, it's trendy is uh, you're like, who are the 10 people and have a discussion with leaders that you wish you could get back that left. And you suddenly just plop a gift on their desk where they work today or could be remote or whatever. But it's just like, Hey, Alicia, Just thinking about you. We miss you over here. Do you know there's an opening anytime you want to come back? Like talk about the good side of ego. I think I would just have to quit a job even if I was mildly happy because somebody wants me that badly. But God knows if I'm on the fence or slightly over the fence and I get the offer to come back with a gift or some sort of recognition and it could be very small especially if I am at work and it's my new company. And they're like, what'd you get there? And I'm like, my last company just sent me this because they love me so much. I wish I'd come back. My God, the
1: power in that for
0: not a lot of money. No
1: kidding. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to be a big gift. It's the story. It's the value of the story, whatever it is.
0: I, I just like, as we were playing with that, I'm like, there's just another idea for those of you out there that are trying to attract talent. I'd get intentional, you know, that's going to be my Alicia's word, I think, for all of season three, is get really intentional and think about who you want and why, but do not forget your alumni network and have the guts to not let the ego get in the way and say, we miss you and want you back and then go shove it in the face of their of the place they're at.
1: <laughs> so it really is, uh, to summarize, it's really about all phases of the employee life cycle, Right. After, you know, you could woo them over, you send them some touch points, you you send them a note, a gift, a a piece of recognition for making it through the long, grueling interview process, and now we're so excited to have you, then it's while they're there and leveraging their high performance or leveraging the fact that they're living the values or whatever you want to recognize at the time, whatever you want to recognize. And then even when they leave, there's still an opportunity because those people that leave, we, we used to talk about this a lot. We haven't talked about it in a while, but using like uh, Courtney you used to work at GlaxoSmithKline. You're, it wasn't even called that then. It was called SmithKline Beecham when you worked there. Sorry to yes. hate you. yes. But you were, um, you told me when you first came over to American Express from there that you would always use AIM toothpaste for the rest of your life because it was a, it was a Smith Klein product. I still use AIM toothpaste. (laughs) That's so funny. So like, it's a. It's a, their customers. The people that leave your company are also potential customers or their network are also potential customers. And so- And
0: not just in products like that, toothpaste and stuff, I do. Like I still have a fun spot for GlaxoSmithKline and I buy all their products. But I mean, you could be a major buyer somewhere later where suddenly- the SDR, or the salesperson calls up to someone and was like, I'm trying to sell you this huge thing. I'd like you to rip out your architecture and buy mine and be like, Yeah, I used to work there and they were horrid. <laughs> As yep. opposed to like having a soft spot that when they're big, influential buyers, you never know if that's going to be your next client. And you treated them like crap on the way out the door. You didn't give them a goodbye party. You didn't, I don't know, check in on them. You don't have an alumni network. Trust me, that stuff comes back to haunt you. Totally. And, you know, like we always say, yes, it matters how you treat people on the way out the door, especially voluntary people leaving, because sometimes it's like, you know, yeah, you were here seven years, don't let the door hit you in the ass, like no party, no thank you, no nothing is it's everyone else is watching. It is your culture they're watching is, oh, I could put in all these years and I think they care and they claim they care and they want loyalty in this. And then the day you put your notice in, you're just no good. If you don't think everybody else is watching that, you're crazy. I mean, and those are the kinds of things when we try to explain to people who, you know, want to focus on culture or change culture, that is culture. It's what you say, it's what you do, and everyone's watching you. And that's just a huge part. Um, for the sake of time, it might be, I mean, it's a good way to wrap up. It might be common knowledge, but, you know, in and out, Ben was talking about it, and we've talked about it today, the social media aspect and probably trophy value is a bigger thing. I don't think, I don't think if I got like a five thousand dollar check, I'd be like, let me put this on social media and take a picture of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I could take my five thousand dollar trip with my family and post pictures and whatever. Like that's huge branding for your company. Kind of like we ended with Ben is like, Do you want to thank any of your customers? And for the rest of us, it might be like who should I go work for? Maybe it's these ones Ben's talking about because they've cared about this long before it was trendy and because they're constantly saying what's new and how am I creative, is the branding aspect of that social media piece. You just can't underestimate either. So if you're wondering whether you have the money to do this and you're just thinking about the reward, you're missing the, the social media branding aspect of people bragging about their TV when everyone comes into their house or where'd you get that uh, you know, Louis Vuitton bag, or what? Oh, I saw your pictures on your trip and someone's going to write hashtag or thanks to my company, blah, 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 for sending me and my family here. So I think that's so important. And Ben had mentioned the fact that one of the clients had even done something. It was like a contest or something of um, on, um, what I did with my points. And so just something to think about as we end this too, if you do do things like that and you reward them, whether it's points or some other way is to collect those stories. It is the storytelling aspect. And as you said, most of those stories, a lot of them ended in tears and emotionality, which is what connects us, which is that human sense of belonging people want or connect. And even some of the, when, you know, I brought acceleration in, with my CRO, for one login, the stories of people telling me the trips they went to do, these really meaningful trips um, were were tear jerkers. And to think that you can offer that to someone, but to be able to collect back. So don't just think when you send them on a trip or you give them a gift, there's creative ways to kind of have those stories come back into your culture and to come back into a cool way is, you know, kind of my final thoughts. And have here's the, here's the
1: thing that I wanted to say at the final thing when Ben was talking about some of his clients that he actually said by name, one of them was Fiserv. And you and I know somebody pretty well who worked at Fiserv, John Rubinetti, and I know he listens to these, so <laughs> i call him out. So excited to have heard that Fiserv was one of the clients because John is a great guy that we've worked with before. And um, I felt proud just knowing that one of, the, one of the companies that Ben felt that he wanted to call out was somebody that you know, we have sat on leadership teams with. Right. And so that's the way the word gets out there. Yep. You no, know, I mean, like, just from that. So I was just, I wanted to say that earlier too when he said it, but I thought oh, I should save it for happy hour.
0: Yep. Shout out, shout out to John. We miss you, by the way. Once again, <laughs> Amex connection. Tell the network works. That's how the network works. But there's just so many. Hopefully, we left you with this and Ben too. This wasn't just about hey, change your platform or get a platform. It was hopefully trying to transform um, the way you think in terms of the creativity and the usage. And certainly if you're a CEO, C-suite or line leader with the power to do this, go do it. Go do a version of this, have that platform, have that data, have that creativity. You you should have been doing it all along. You're definitely going to need it now to compete. And then for those of you in HR, it might be like, my God, I've been trying to do this forever because we've been there too and there's no money. Don't give up. There's a million ways to repurpose or find a way to do it. And you got to tell the bigger story about business and branding or alumni networks and hiring. There's so many things to do than just someone says, how many dollars do you want per month or per year per employee? I'd run for that might. And I hate to be on finance, but that might be what they're asking. You got to go bigger. You got to go more strategic. And you've got to help people realize this is the name of the game of competition for at least for the next couple of years. So hopefully this was helpful to you. And as always, um, reach out to us if you have more questions and also reach out to us as you have more topics you'd like us to be talking about. But until then, cheers, Alicia. It was great catching up with you. Bye. Bye.